0: Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Joe McCall. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Today's a special... Edition of the podcast. I'm actually interviewing a good friend of mine, Patrick Precourt, live, and we're broadcasting this on Facebook, which is, I've never, well, I have done it, but not for the Real Estate Investing Mastery Show. And uh, so we're going to be broadcasting this live on Facebook. If you're watching this on Facebook and if you've got any questions for Patrick, type them in into the Facebook comments, or you can actually join us in Zoom if you are watching this live. I gave you the link but uh welcome to the show patrick this is uh this is a a fun honor to have you on known you for a long time uh you help lead one of the best masterminds well probably the best real estate investing mastermind in the country collective genius and um so we've been friends for a while i've i remember watching you and following you way back before you were part of this mastermind i've been impressed with your who you are as a person your integrity uh, how serious you take ethics, how serious you take this business, and which is one of the big reasons why you were asked to lead this mastermind with Jason Medley, collective genius. And uh, But you've been doing a lot of stuff in the background, a lot of stuff that people don't know about. And I wanted to get you on the show to introduce you to people. So how you doing, Patrick?
1: I'm doing awesome. and Thank you for that, man. Yeah, doing awesome here and excited to be here and, you know, um, although our our you know our background starts way back in the real estate space, and a lot of what I do is still in the real estate space uh, I think we 're going to take us down a different path in conversation yeah. today if that 's cool with you
0: um, totally cool and i and, and I wanted to do that because what you 're talking about re- can relate to anybody in business, and uh, everybody who is listening to the real estate investing mastery show you 're going to be able to relate to what patrick 's going to be talking about. Because if you're not right in the inside, if you're messed up in your brain, you're not going to be able to operate at a high level. And that's what Patrick is really, really good at is helping specifically entrepreneurs and small business owners kind of bust through those walls that maybe you've got, you know, that you can't, you don't even know exist, right? They're, they're, they're just there in front of you. And um, so cool. Let's do this, Patrick. Why don't you go back, uh, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 years. You look like a young guy when you were a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> what What were you doing um you know before you started getting into real estate stuff oh wow
1: um well's been it's been a big part of my life playing rugby, seventeen years of rugby got to play internationally for a while, which was really cool that yeah, took my attention during college, so I went to college i didn't graduate, kind of dropped out when they didn't want to have me there any longer. Uh, frame build houses through college that got me into a family home inspection business. Coming out of there in the family home inspection business, I was exposed to this wonderful world of real estate investment, and I was doing a lot of inspections for investors. So, this goes back to you know the late 90s, right? This goes back a ways now. Um And then, uh, inadvertently, it's funny, kind of funny, our very first deal we ever did, Joe's lease option, I kid you not, and it turned really? into, we didn't even know it in time, into a sandwich lease option that we ended up selling the whole contract on. Made my first $5,000 with li- literally very little knowledge, a whole shit ton of luck, um, and zero money, because I had none. That's why I was doing lease options, you know? <laughs> that inadvertently got us into the short sale space where we're closing on our first buy fixed rehab property. And the lady we're buying a house from, this is in 1999, didn't have enough money at closing table. This, this was 99? 99, and it was off, it was an older lady and it was off by say $5,000 or something. I don't remember the exact number. But this is how different it was back then. From the closing table, the attorneys called the bank, got a verbal acceptance on a short sale to take a little less deal was closed, paper was solved afterwards. It was a short sale done in minutes, I kid you not. But this is before there's such a thing as a short sale department and packages and any type of government regulation, which, you know, came in the, you know, 2007 9 era of all this stuff, right? But that got us into hot and heavy into the short sale space, which, you know, by the time we got through the bulk of our short sales, 2011, we'd done over a thousand short sales, a combination of, probably about six to 700 of those were short sales and the rest were some sort of some type of negotiation with the bank forbearance, loan arrangement, things like that. Right. Um, Were you doing
0: this all across the country or were you doing this mainly in um, the Connecticut area? No, that was
1: countrywide. It started out locally. Then it, then it just
0: spread out from there. We got into the uh,
1: educational side of short sales again, way before it was a thing. So 2002, 2003, um, a little event center going on in florida we're teaching short sales which is super cool and then it really you know as as things change and our, our debt burdens got so high you know in the 2006-7 space you know short sales became a real thing because so many people were upside down and then the wave continued when uh, people figured out they could strategically walk away from a house and use it as a, a, a Debt reduction process, very right, strategic short sale, and that, that's where things really just started snowballing in this space. And the government got involved and really regulated, it and banks got a little war, war. That's that's when everything came down, you know, an unwinding of what had been wound up improperly, if you will, you know. Um, in that time, got involved with another educational company where we provided all the fulfillment for it and stayed with them up through 2013, where I said my time was better spent not educating in real estate, but um, working in a personal development side and, and self-improvement, what I call peak performance mastery, right? Mastery being a word where it means there is no end. It's a constant process to improvement. And
0: uh, this is really important for your from the evolution of what you, where you are and why you're doing what you are now. Right. Because talk about this, maybe you're already planning on it. So I'm just interrupting you. I'm sorry, but like you were coaching thousands and thousands of people yeah. and, and, and you saw very minimal results and this bothered you, right?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'll just give you, you know, numbers. We had almost 80 people on the coaching staff, administering over 300 coaching sessions a week. And my job was to make sure that fulfillment was handled properly and students got what they needed. And it did not take long, Joe, because I, I tracked very much, very closely, kept a pulse on how people did, how students did. And it quickly became clear to me that the system didn't work well. It worked, didn't work well. So had to put tangible numbers to it, you know, to me, in and, and any form of education, if you could... If you can monetize any investment in, in, in education, real estate or otherwise, get the education out of it and a whole and 100% earn back what you invested in 12 months time, I see that as a success. And I know others may see that, oh, that's not success. I want to do it in weeks. Oh, we got to be real here sometimes, you know, especially if it's something that's very new to you. Anyways, with that as the bar, and I'm probably going to reveal in, you know some trader numbers right now, but. You know the the industry numbers of such that success rate, particularly in the real estate investment, but other um, educational industries as well, which are very similar,
0: um, are less than ten percent. Yeah, I'm surprised it's even would even be that high.
1: Right. Well, it's you know it's it's at like five, six, seven percent, somewhere in that space. So then the question becomes is it the education, is it the delivery, the fulfillment, or is there another element, another piece to it, right? And that's where I started spending a lot of time. And it quickly became evident to me that no matter how much I gave on how to do and what to do if there wasn't the proper why and then a driver and the person to execute behind it, it was not going to happen. So more here, didn't mean better results over here as much as we tried in that space. And um, yeah, so I came to a little impasse internally, whereas you know, we've got to focus a little more on a personal development side. And that the course of the biz, the, the current company was not to include that. And that's where I decided to make my divide. You know, no wrong, no right, just a different chosen path, right? So that brings us kind of where we are. And I could put this in a really, really sure little metaphor, you know. You take a coffee cup like this right and this is you this is how you show up every single day right and a complete cup an intact cup with no cracks in it means you're showing up 100 exactly the way you've got to show up in order to get the results you have to get disciplined focused committed grateful however you want to define it right well When there's a breach in that, in how you show up and how you have to be showing up, no matter what you put inside of it, Joe, will leak back out. And in the coaching program, we kept putting more inside without closing the gap between who we have to be each day and how we're showing up each day. And no matter how much you put inside, ain't gonna make a difference. But once that gap is closed, Right. And you know clearly who you got to be. You're you're absolutely aware of it every single day. And you've broken some past paradigms and past patterns. Right. that each day you show up and you're in the zone. The triggers that used to set you down a different path have been wiped out. they are done. We have a new software in place. Right. You could put one drop of caffeine in there and you'll get 100 percent back from that caffeine because none of it's leaking out anymore. And that's kind of where we decided to go with all this, right? How do we identify and close the gap?
0: I was just having um, breakfast. <laughs> that's what it's called <laughs> with this guy this morning. And we were talking about the, uh, the amyg- amygdala. Mm-hmm. The amygdala. Do you know when something happens in your amygdala, it takes a sec? Well, first goes to your amygdala. It takes a whole second to get to your brain. And that's why that, that explains why we do so many things instantly without really knowing what we're doing before we rationalize why we're doing it. And this friend of mine was talking about this book, Rewire Your Anxious Brain. Have you heard of this book? Mm-hmm. Is, is it a good book? Yeah, it is. Okay, because I'm going to buy it. Uh, how to Rewire Your Anxious Brain and Use the Neuroscience of Fear to End Anxiety, Panic, and Worry. And I don't think I'm a big... Anxious guy who panics and worries all the time, but um, everybody has that a little bit in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're absolutely right. It, there's a, and I like that analogy of the cup because if it's broken and it's leaking out, you could give them all the best technology and tools and systems and technical know how, but it does not matter. And that's why the success rates in most coaching programs and educational programs in real estate, but also all everything when it comes to making business, making money, people really, really struggle. It's frustrating, isn't it? It's very frustrating. And then we have a false belief that we need more, more knowledge,
1: more money, more experience. We have to be a better human being. All this stuff, we need more. All we're doing is keep putting more content in the cup when the context has got such a crack in it, it's not going to make a difference, right? But we get stuck in working harder, longer, and, and we got this weird entrepreneurial thing that, 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 that fantasizes about how great the grind is and, and almost puts that up on a pedestal. Like we should be grinding ourselves into the ground every day. No, that's not the goal, right? right. The goal is to leave, live, live a, a, a truly a passionate, desirable life. Right? Which a grind does not replicate. That's why it's funny me, Joe, when somebody goes, Oh, this is my office for the day, and they're sitting on a beach with a laptop. I'm like, Well, that sucks. Because one, you can't see your screen if you're on a beach. And number two, <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be on the beach, enjoy the damn beach, right?
0: Why Stop are you it? working, Put this the... shit together. It just doesn't go that way, you know? That's good. And yeah. I've been guilty of doing that.
1: <laughs> so you say, Well, to take this one step further here's and i just had this conversation with somebody right before we got on the phone right and i use a i started off by saying you use in kind of a description how we how we played rugby i played rugby for 17 years and the last six that were international so it was at a very high level right and we had this coach patrick van very he's a south african really straight up solid cool dude right but he made it crystal clear when he came on the pitch he said listen gentlemen Here's the deal. This is where, these are our starting teams. And in rugby, there's no substitution. You have a first side, a second side, and a third side, right? That's how the teams are. There's no, you know, I come in for you, and you come back in for me. Oh,
0: time. really? I did not know that.
1: No. You start the game, you end the game, okay? On the international level, right, it's very, very cutthroat. Um, there's one objective, one outcome, at any cost to win, period. Not, there's no... Feelings is no politics. It's just to win the game. That's it. And he makes it crystal clear. He goes, here's the thing, Joe, your position on the field as first side is protected. That guy over there, he can't take it from you. It's not, not his to take. However, if you provide an opening in your game, if you create a void, one little crack, I'm going to move him up there so fast. You won't even know what happened. Don't take a break. So what that did, and that never left my memory, dude, because that told, I quickly like put that in a place of this whole world, you know? Nobody can take anything from us unless we give them the opportunity. So it's no longer competing with this. It's making this the best we can all the time and not letting up, right? And then not ever blaming him or her or it, the present, the or other bullshit, doesn't matter. So one one rule: to win the game. So one way you can lose your spot: not own it anymore. Create the vacuum, and it will get filled. Right?
0: That's good. All right. So let's let's talk about that guy because I used to be that guy. Sometimes I still am. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to be that guy who buys course after course after course, mm-hmm. thousands of dollars on coaching and workshops and boot camps and has a big fat zero at the end of the day to show for mm-hmm. it. it for me personally it wasn't until my back was against the wall and i i knew if i didn't f- if i didn't start implementing this stuff and actually taking a huge bold step of action then i i was going to fail miserably and i i had no other choice my back was against the wall right but how do you tell somebody like whose back maybe isn't against the wall yet how could I have back in 2007 when I was in the middle of all this, How what could I have done to my brain or how could I have flipped that switch to say, you know what, I'm going to show up hundred percent and I'm going to actually do this now, not, not wait until my back's against the wall. Does that make sense? Is that a good question? Mm-hmm.
1: So you'd be suggesting that you're not showing up hundred percent every day. I wasn't perfect. Right. So, so it's So we'll do this in a really short, short process. Right. So you decide in your mind, you paint a very clear picture of what it's like for Joe to show up 100% each day. And really, more importantly, what, that, what you get as an end result of that. Say, so Joe, if you spend the next 360 days, 365 days of your life, showing up 100% every day, and consistency is number one here, right? This up, down, up, down, start, stop, start, stop, beats the crap out of us. So consistency is number one. But Joe, if you do that, what is the outcome you can achieve? And we, we get crystal clear on that in all areas of our life. Don't just make it monetary or materialistically. Right? How does it affect your relationship with your wife, your kids, your friends? How about, how about, how about friends you haven't seen since high school because you're always too busy? Can't get, you can't break away and go, go spend time with them. How about that trip you passed up on because it did re- require some spontaneity, but you were not prepared for spontaneity in the moment? All of those things. What does it look like? Right? You start with that. Now you go to part two, who do you have to be each day? Who do you have to be each day to achieve that outcome? And we all know our game, and we all know the the, 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 the kind of weak links in our game, right? Um, you may say, well, Pat, I gotta be more disciplined. Number one, I gotta be disciplined. And I know, that, I know the real definition of discipline is doing what you have to do when you have to do it, even though you don't want to. That's my problem, man. When I want to, when I'm on, I do it. When I'm not on, I don't do it. So I need discipline. Number two, I need focus. I'm freaking all over the place. And it's killing me. We all know that, you know, um, try to chase too many rabbits. You get none, right? Boom. So I need to focus. I need discipline. Number three, man, I got to be a little more grateful because some days I just wake up angry. I'm just mad. That's good. that's I, a real good one. I know I don't have any, I'm just using examples, right? I know I don't have any reason to be mad. I got a lot of good stuff going on my life, but I don't know. I don't focus on being grateful. Good. So now you have a description of who you got to show up with each, each and every day. Right. Which means we have a little ritual we can go through in the morning and even put a point system to this right now, part two, how have I been showing up? So this is how you each day, right? At the end of the day, truth, in absolute, nothing but the truth. Because anything shy of the truth, nothing can change. And, and you know, we're just speaking open and honestly here. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be honest. One of the challenges I see with a lot of people is we can't get to the truth. We, we can't be humble enough. We can't be vulnerable enough. Um, we feel that people will judge us, whatever. But we, we operate from a place of non-truth. And until we get to the truth, nothing can change. That's just how the rule, the the world rules, right? So at the end of the day, we describe how we showed up. Well, you know what? Today, I kind of, I had that little attitude all day because, oh yeah, i didn't start with gratefulness this morning and and quite honestly, uh, it wrecked my whole day and I was kind of a dick toward some of the people I should have been nicer to. I did not operate out of a place of love or however it is that you describe how you have to be in order to be the person that you got to be to get the results that you got to get, right? And you start the process, the key here, right is creating consciousness around us so i'm sure you've heard the steps of learning right like when i taught my yeah. daughter how to you know drive a car before she starts before she got in a car for the first time she was unconscious and incompetent right she had no idea how much she sucked and as soon as she got in and tried to be consciously incompetent she was aware of how much she sucked but through the process of repeat 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 consistency repeat 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 She became consciously competent. Continue, repeat, 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 repeat. And in time, you become unconsciously competent in this skill set. Like you don't don't think about how to drive a car. Neither do I. It just happens. Well, we have to enter each morning the exact same way, Joe. Right. And in order to get there, it requires us to repeat the exercise again and again and again to get there. Because so we have to realize that the space between how we show up each day and how we need to show up. That's the crack. That's the gap in the coffee cup. That no matter how much content you put in comes right back out and it's
0: exhausting. That's really good. I think we could end the podcast right there. <laughs> I think we could end the podcast because that's really kind of what it's all about. You know, it's not, it's not any more complicated than that, is it?
1: You know what, it isn't. The, the part that people struggle with, number one is getting real, which is just getting to the truth. Enough of the self lies. No one lies more than we do to ourselves. That's the truth. Everybody does it, right? Some of them become so habitual that we buy our own lies and that's what becomes destructive. And we have to weed through that so. Number two, we gotta get real with our emotions, right? Our emotions drive our thinking. You're just talking about this. Emotions, thinking, decisions, actions, results. Emotions are nothing more than a snapshot of the past. Emotions don't come out of the future. They come out of the past. Experiences, people, things, events that left an impact on us. They left an emotion on us. And then when new things happen, we call them triggers, hit that emotion determines our thinking decision action result and until we break that circle that loop joey we can't get new results we can't be something different so we have to be become aware of this ugly loop right it's this idea and this is what happens is because we're only programmed from the past it's all we know as our entire means if i said so joe what are your means you describe everything that's happened to you and that you have leading up until this moment Well, if everything you have has only gotten you this far, how could you ever expect to get any further? That's the analytical brain getting in the way of our craft. And it does all the time. And we have to slap that brain down and go back to almost like a a child learns and know that it doesn't, we don't need the means to describe a new end, Mm -hmm. but we do have to do the doing. You're talking about, you know, Pat, how, you know, back in the day, like how do you show up every day? Do something you haven't done before well part of it is operating not fearless that's a that's a guru world word and world acting in courage right yeah a lot of things scare us fear of the unknown is, is one of the ones that inhibits adults the most not knowing what will happen next and all the triggering fears off of that sometimes we gotta say screw it, and step into that space in courage right when we give ourselves the fuel Describing how we have to show up each day, and we empower ourselves with that presence. Right? It gives us what we need to be courageous, stepping forward. And every step forward builds momentum, man. Right? But and, I, and I'll kind of wrap it up on this, Joe. And this is where people run into problems. This all sounds great. It almost sounds easy, although it's not easy. It's easy to talk about. It's not easy, right? But picture a train sitting on track, right, with a hundred cars full of coal. Thing weighs hundreds of tons. Right? The hardest part about getting this train where it's gotta go is getting it rolling, right? It takes everything we got. We gotta dig deep. And finally, it starts turning thousands of horsepower to get this thing rolling. And slowly but slowly, it'll start rolling on the track. But that's oftentimes when, Joe, we quit. We went all in, but didn't get the result right away. All we got was a little forward motion. We're like, this is all we get. All that effort, and this is all we get. So we quit. We take a break, and then we try again. We got to go all in again just to get, we quit. Mm-hmm. Key to break this cycle, is don't quit. Think of the train, because as it starts going, it starts building a little little forward motion, a little inertia behind it, momentum, right? And the further it goes, guess what? The easier it gets. At some point, we're going to get this thing to 35 miles an hour, and we'll almost be on cruise control and make it headway and in the zone steady, be putting a third of the effort in every day lot less content. We got tight context, right? And we're finally experiencing all this hard work. That's, that's something that as entrepreneurs, we got to keep in mind because you know, when I started this call, today, consistency is king here. Everybody says, well, well, you know, perfection and, and you know, it can't have mediocrity. I'm going to tell you right now, Joe, and this again goes against what all the, you know, the gurus say, and say, you know, mediocrity sucks, all kinds of stuff. Well, guess what? Consistent mediocrity will destroy perfection in a moment every single time, every time. And that's just how it works.
0: It's almost like, um, I was just thinking of that term or that phrase done is the new perfect, right? Where like, yeah. we wait until everything is perfect or we think we have to be perfect before we get out there and launch it. But... You know, if it's done, let's get it. Don't let's get it going out there. Even though we don't understand all of the steps one through two one through ten, we know step one and two, let's just do that. I like the momentum analogy too, because that's that's the huge key to success in this business, isn't it? Having mm-hmm. that consistent working out, just doing little steps. It's hard to see the big picture. I know mm-hmm. as a coach, it's easy for me to just want to tell people what to do. It's really hard. It's, takes, it's an incredible, difficult skill to kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like to help encourage people to, just, to lift their eyesight, not just tell them what to do, but to, to change their perspective. You, you probably have one of the toughest jobs in the world, Patrick. It's easy to tell them the technical side of things, right? It's a lot harder mm-hmm. to train them and help them with the, the mental stuff.
1: Yeah, especially when there's paradigms that are preset and, and actual foundational belief systems that believe this is the way it is to be, right? Cuz truth is not matter, you know, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. If if your belief is that solid in something, you're 100% right. 100% right. And ain't nothing going to change from that. That's how the world works.
0: So the let me I'm going to repeat these these the three main points I took from what you just said. Sure. How to close the gap in the cup, right? It's when you're getting all this good knowledge, how to stop it from leaking out and how to actually enjoy the cup. By the way, did you notice I was drinking water, Patrick? Good man. (laughs) Good man. That wasn't intentional. After I was drinking, I thought, oh yeah, Patrick sees that I'm drinking water. I do drink a lot. It's an inside joke. Never mind. But um, (laughs) it's a lot better than that coffee. That is true. Um, Okay, anyway... (laughs) The three things you can do to close the gap. Number one, get crystal clear on the outcome you want to achieve, right? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like?
1: The key word there is you got to feel it. It's got to be as visceral. Because really what you're doing, Joe, every morning when you go to that that space, your brain does not wait. If you truly go there and allow your body to experience it, your brain does not know the difference between your make-believe trip to it and your real trip to it. And effectively, what you're doing is you're implanting a new set of emotions into your brain. We're operating off, and I was going to go this far in this conversation, but we're operating off the past. That's the only emotions we have until we intentionally create a new set of the future place. And now, remember the, the sequence we just described, emotions are triggered. It changes our thinking, decision making, action taking result. But now we have emotions that are anchored to where we want to be, altering altering our thinking, decision, action, result. So naturally our results are going to start becoming a reflection of the future by design, not of the past, which we want to get rid of in the first place. That's the power in all of this. Excellent
0: now that you're crystal clear on the outcome you want to achieve who do you have to be to achieve that outcome right and that takes three things discipline focus and being grateful
1: and well those three are just examples right Example. okay. yeah those are just examples this is gonna and this is very personal everybody really what you're doing is you're plugging the holes in your ship when you answer this Right. You're, you're, man, these are the three places. I, you know, somebody might be, I, I just got to start telling the truth, man. I just, I got to raise my level of integrity. Cause so I always say I'm going to do shit and I don't do it. All right. Then that's who you got to be. You know, I got to honor my word. People don't even trust me anymore. they no, nobody takes me seriously. All right. Then that's who you got to start being. So that's very personalized that piece there.
0: That's good. The third big point I got from this was how have I been showing up at the end of the day? Being truthful to yourself on who you are—super important, isn't it?
1: Becoming aware of the gap, and that's what
0: we're doing there. Yeah, like everything, dude. Everything
1: you record, you can improve. Record and track, right? You can improve exponentially. And again, this goes back to that learning curve. What we're trying to do is create a consciousness around it, to the point that we become consciously competent, and then unconsciously competent so we just live in this state you wake up and you know the mode you got to go into to show up to be the man you got to be a woman you got to be in order to to get the results that you desire that's what we're trying to create in this whole process
0: very good all right a couple more questions sure I've got a few minutes the sign behind you live big what does it say there
1: oh goodness yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so you'll see you got that all right, and then you got so we got this whole live big culture, right? Uh, yeah. I'll, t- I'll take this down for you. Here.
0: Well, that's a lot bigger than I thought it was. I thought it was a yeah. late night eleven sheet behind your head. That no, is like, this is
1: Joseph. If you'd like one of these, I could send you one of these scrolls, right? So it says, so, what, "What what is what, what is the live big oath?" So it's a culture, mindset, and lifestyle a choice to experience life at its highest levels on your terms for all that life has to offer. The culture, is a commitment to leave a positive impact on the earth centered around this base core values, growth, autonomy, meaning being the person you're meant to be, authentic to who you're meant to be, integrity, consciousness, and clarity of purpose, living life with intention. The mindset is I'm a one-off, never-be-seen Never seen before or ever again work of awesomeness. I'm destined to leave a massive positive impact on the world. I alone am responsible for my results and 100% accountable to them. Somebody asked me the other day, I said, Pat, what's the difference between responsible and accountable? It's one thing to take responsibility for what happened. Accountability means you're going to change the next time around responsible I own it accountable you're going to do something different next time around so that's a big one I'll receive everything I deserve and do the exact degree that I to the exact degree that I deserve it I am in control I have no limitations beyond those I choose my true education comes through my experience and I grow from all experiences so this empowers every failure that we have which happens often enough we teach people a debriefing process how to grow as much or more from our failures than we ever could learn from our successes. I understand pain exists simply to get me closer to the truth, and that suffering is not necessary, it's only a choice. I cannot be stopped, and I will not be stopped. And finally, the lifestyle says I live every day to be the best version of me possible. I strive to outperform me from yesterday and compete with absolutely no one. I challenge my barriers daily and destroy my fear with courage, not fearless, but courageous. It's more empowering. I have a greater responsibility to make the world a better place. One selfless, courageous, loving act at a time. I stay focused on a destination and intensely committed to enjoying the entire journey every day. And I never miss a day. So that's the, that's a live big mindset in, in a nutshell. That's fantastic. That's yeah. Really and we have a whole little kind of cute, little program around that, you know, it's just open to the, to the public. It's kind of neat.
0: Well, where, where can people get more information about live big? Well, um, easiest place, Pat, patrickprecourt.com. patrickprecourt.com. Dot yeah. Okay, cool. Also, my other question, some people have been typing it into the comments. Are I you going to fight in an MMA fight again anytime It's soon?
1: kind of funny you bring that up because it is definitely a possibility. It's not off the stage. Now, others would say so. I'll uh, be 51 next week or two weeks from now, right? Some think it's a lit- ludicrous age to think about it, but not off the table. Wow. That's big dues. Think about this, Joseph. The you know MMA fight is, you know, in amateurs, two or three rounds at three to four minutes each.
0: You know what I'm saying? It's easy. It sounds I like never it's... said easy. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, All right. So, um, you know what time? It's almost, I got two minutes cool. and I got to go, uh, I, I'm, I'm hesitating to say this because I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, or, but I'm going to the gym, Good Patrick. That's not that, bragging, dude? That's inspiring. That's awesome. I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. But um, I do got to go. The, uh, to get more information about you, what you've got going on, uh, more information about this Live Big concept. I love that. Patrickprecourt.com. And I'll spell that out for everybody. And if you can also go to the Real Estate Investing Mastery show notes at realestateinvestingmastery.com and get this. But it's Patrick, P A T R I C K, Precourt, P R E C O U R T, precourt.com. Excellent.
1: Yeah, and there's a, I think on that site there's a cool Live Big ebook. Okay. Um, yeah, which, which is probably my uh, all time highest downloaded ebook ever. Pretty cool. You know? um, that's if anyone wants to grab it, i more than welcome just grab it.
0: Good. And you're starting to do more videos now too, aren't you, Patrick? Are you yeah. out there on, on, where can people see, can they find you uh, on Facebook or YouTube or?
1: Yeah, face, Facebook and YouTube. So again, just put my name in there and they'll find me there. We do a lot of cool stuff. And a lot of, you know, we talk about, quite honestly, we talk about the shit that troubles us as, you know, most, most focus on entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs are a different beast of people, you know, we have different challenges. We have different ways we see this world, right? So a lot of the stuff we talk about are the challenges that we're up against and antidotes how to get through them, right? And understand that you know, nothing, um, nothing is not solvable in our space. And sometimes we get in dark, quiet, lonely places as entrepreneurs. We can be in a room crowded with people and be the loneliest son of a bitches there, right? I get it. We don't have to be alone in this. It doesn't, like you said, pain is part of the process that gives us the most specific instruction of what to do next. Suffering is a choice. And I make a clear distinction between the two and how not to ever suffer in this game again.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it. Everybody go to realestateinvestingmastery.com to get the show notes and check out Patrick's website, patrickprecourt.com. Look him up on Facebook and YouTube and uh, go big. Been a pleasure, brother. Peace. See you guys. Bye-bye.